Hey out there to all people and uncoordinated birds. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me today is just Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing pretty good, Brandon. It feels so awkward to be just Cortland, though, you know? Doesn't it? Yeah, so unfortunate. Oh, I we know that's a new material. Well, we will. A lot from this oh. episode. Yeah, I know, right? So how has your week been? My week was pretty good. I didn't do anything, and it went by really, really quickly. With my new job there, like, I talk all day, and then we get we talk on Saturday, and my days just fly by because I'm just talking to people. And uh, it's kind of great. Talking's great. Yeah, right? It's My moneymakers used to be my fingers, and now it's my voice. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, amazing, is what I'm trying to tell you. Anyway, hey, Brandon, do you like sushi? Um, as long as there's no fish in it, yes. Oh, nice. So you like, like, vegetarian sushi? I can get down with yeah. that. I love sushi, Brandon. I had this great, uh, poke bowl, which, have you ever had one? Well, you probably haven't, have you? No. So it's like, it's basically like a big old sushi, but it's in a bowl. So I had one yesterday with, uh, with tuna and spicy, spicy crab and seaweed salad. Anyway, it was amazing. I really liked it. Well, that sounds... Sushi. That sounds exciting. You know, I don't know what else I like, Brandon, if we're just going to talk about what I like here. Sure. What is Cortland like? I like cream cheese. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I feel like you could put cream cheese in anything and it just enhances it. We could talk it. about cream cheese this whole podcast. Like when I eat sushi, one of the requirements is that it has cream cheese and hopefully avocado in it too. If I could, if I could have that, I'm, I'm good. I'm, What's delicious. the list of things that doesn't taste better with cream cheese? Because I feel like that's a much hmm. shorter list. Um, chili maybe? Nope. Well, no, hell no. <laughs> uh, let me see here. <laughs> I've oh, never had man. cream cheese on a hot dog. I bet you it wouldn't be. Oh, you know what? I did cream cheese one time and it tasted gross. Okay, so I was making these things where you you whip up two eggs and you put it in the pan with some butter, right? And then you put mm-hmm. a tortilla on top of it and then you cook it for a minute there. Um, you know, I spin the pan around so it cooks evenly and then you flip it over and you got like <sighs> scrambled eggs on bottom. The tortilla gets cooked on the bottom of the stove too. And then you, um, you know, you put your fixins in the middle of it and you wrap it up and it's really fucking good. Really good stuff. I love cooking anything that you get to flip. <sighs> Flipping's hard sometimes, but. Oh, it's I put, the worst, but <laughs> I love it. I put it. cream cheese in it one time and it didn't turn out really good. And you know, you know me, well, like, too, I'm then. not a huge fan of eggs. But these are, like, super good. So if you're looking for an awesome breakfast, try it out. Right. What were we well, talking that's about? That's a good one for <laughs> Cortland's Cooking Tips of the Week. Yeah, right? That's that's what we were talking about. Yes. Yeah, so this is actually just cooking podcast now, I guess. Sorry. Goosebumps <laughs> is out. Cooking with Cortland is in. This whole horror anthology thing was just, like, a backdoor pilot for <laughs> cooking. Yeah. That's our true passion. When I when I go on Instagram and I cook stuff, like that's what this show's all about. Not about the stupid goosebump stuff. Rah, nobody cares yeah. about goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps is just like our side conversations. All right, Cortland. Oh, what? I guess we, we better get we better get going on our side conversation now. Well, actually, let me ask you first, Brandon. Did you do anything cool this week? No, I didn't. Oh, that's okay, Brandon, because we got a banger of an episode to get through. So. We do. <laughs> We've got the season two premiere of Goosebumps. Be careful yeah. what you wish for. Wow. Which I'm just going to say right off the top, Cortland, it's just a boring name because it's just a thing people say. It is. And I'm pretty sure they say be careful what you wish for like six times in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no creativity. No. No. Mm-mm. I'm also going to point out yeah. this episode doesn't start with ya boy no it should have it should have he should at least do the season openers and finales well is this kind of a situation where like it wasn't the season opener like they had a two-part as a season opener and they rearranged the order later or is this just like this was the second episode produced for season two well you don't have to tell me the first because i'm sure i'm assuming we're gonna watch the first one next but Okay, that's fine. You know what? It's okay. I I missed my boy, even though I just seen him like two weeks ago. But like, it's okay. You know, I know they don't have the budget for R.L. Stein every episode. Okay, he's Hell not no. the Midnight Society. He doesn't want to lend his name to that goosebump shit. <laughs> Unless they're gonna pay him the big bucks. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's okay. This episode. Uh, 
What did you think of it? Something. When I, you know, I liked it a lot. I'm, I'm not going to, like, lie. It's, there, it's kind of the episode good. that just Please keeps don't. giving, you know? It just keeps giving you the good stuff. There's a moment in this episode where I thought, this is the end, or if it was another show, this would be the end. Right. But then it just keeps going. Yeah, like, that's all I want to say for now, is that just, I feel like this is just the episode that just keeps on giving and giving, and I was just like, it goes on in a good way. Whereas in we- Werewolf of Fever Swamp, it just kept going, and um, it really it, did go It ended up being about uh, a three-hour-long movie that was somehow only 45 minutes or whatever. <laughs> this probably could have been stretched into a two-parter. Like, it wouldn't have been better for it. No, but... I, I'm glad it wasn't. But, yeah. You could have made it two parts. With all Goosebumps episodes, I'm kind of interested to see if there's anything that they change or cut or anything from the book. Like, I assume that they're very faithful to the books. This one's faithful to an extent. Okay. I've never really, I've never read it. I remember looking at the cover and being like, oh, that girl looks like she's unsure, and now I'm not sure. We'll discuss a big difference when we come to it. Okay, okay. Well, I am ready. I'm fully prepared. All right. Well... Let's begin. The episode starts with girls on a school basketball team doing some practice drills. Oh, man, Brandon. Just (laughs) right away. I just got to stop you right away. The music plays. Oh, (laughs) my God, Cortland. And it just keeps playing. This is the first instance of this episode. Just keep going. Like it. The music is like industrial kind of. I don't even know. It's like gym equipment. And it's totally playing right now. Whistling. Yeah, it's playing right now behind us. And I hope, Cortland, that you crank the volume up so loud that you can barely hear us because that's what they do in the episode. They do so loud and it just plays through entire sequences of this episode. It's like four minutes of this music with like girls playing basketball or attempting to. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's pervasive. (sighs) kind of love it not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) i don't love it because i had to stop the episode and rewind it and play it again because i had to like read the lips of the characters because the music is just like it's probably still going right now who knows it sure is (laughs) play it through the background of this whole episode people would hate that (laughs) right (laughs) all right so these girls are playing basketball and one of the girls is doing some sick-ass moves with the ball, spinning oh, it behind Lord. her back. This episode's already given and given. Man, what is she... Like, so she has early. that ball in her hands, and she slowly spins it around her body like she is hot shit, Brandon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It oh doesn't look God. very impressive, but this girl thinks she's in an and-one mixtape. <laughs> and someone amazing. yells at the girl to keep it moving. The girl runs up for an easy layup and sinks the ball to loud applause. The coach tosses the ball to the next girl in line, a nerdy-looking girl in pigtails, who reaches for it and drops it before face-planting into the ground. Oh, yeah. So I thought the main character was going to be that girl that slowly, like, rotated it around her body because she sucked. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, oh, nope, it's this girl that actually, like, is garbage. At this. Yeah. <laughs> The first girl laughs at the fallen girl, whose name is Samantha Bird, saying, have a good trip. Ha, good one. Um, Samantha Bird. This is the second time that we've had a character kind of named Bird. I'm wondering if maybe R.L. Stein had somebody named Bird in his friend list when he was a child, you know? It's a good question. Once we get R.L. Stein in the show, which, God, I hope it happens someday. We'll ask him. Yeah. The coach comes up and tells Samantha to get her ass up and get back at it. (laughs) Samantha tries to make an excuse to just head out, but the coach lies that she's unnatural at it. Mm. And Samantha counters, yeah, unnatural. Klutz. But coach tells her, Samantha, you're the tallest person on my team. I need you. Look at that. I feel like there's probably a word for that. I think it's called discrimination, but... She's natural at being tall. Yeah, it's all. It's the, the only thing she's good at. She's like, look, I've seen you, and I knew I had to have your height on my team. You better play fucking ball. You fucking suck at everything except being a brick wall that <laughs> stops balls with your face. 
there's some dude from somewhere else in the gym who yells out some encouraging, You can do it, Sam! to her, and she waves at him saying, Hey, Corey! <laughs> Why is he there? Why is he there? What's he I doing? Is he helping out know. or something? He's not part know. of the team. Yeah, it's clearly the women, like the, the girls' basketball team, and then he's there for some reason. He's the towel boy? I'm not sure. Yeah, whatever. By now, the other girls on the team are passing the ball around, and someone throws it to Samantha, who isn't paying attention because she's looking at Corey. Yeah. The coach tells her to get her head in the game, and one of the other kids tells her to fly away, little bird, give the team a chance. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. Yeah, so this bird puns thing is, it's gonna be a thing in this episode, because it's the one thing these girls have. Which I feel like there's so much about Samantha you could make fun of. But... Right, like her fucking tight as hell pigtails, right? That are braided. I mean, you could make fun of that. You shouldn't because they're incredible. But that's they are. definitely something that mean girls would yeah, make exactly. fun of. They are the tightest pigtails I've ever seen in my whole fucking life, though, Brandon. Ever. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that she's not being scalped when they, they did those. Because they are that tight. When Samantha runs to catch the ball, she steps on some kind of ugly necklace thing. Yeah, what the fuck is that doing there? It's a good question. The answer never is answered. we never find out. Spoilers, never. We don't know. <laughs> they try to explain it a little bit later, but it's like, huh? <laughs> Doesn't make sense. We're left to guess. That's fine. I don't mind. I like. I kind of prefer that. Samantha picks it up and looks around to make sure nobody can see her before slapping that shit around her neck. Yeah, she's like fucking gorge, putting this on. There's a group of young boys hanging out in the corner of the gym, and they pick up Samantha's ball. When she goes to grab it, they make her the monkey in the middle. That dude from earlier, Corey, is on the sidelines being like, Come on, guys, why you gotta do that? So supportive. Then one of the boys throws the ball, and it lands on a a bridge of ropes. I don't know how else to describe it. No, no, that's pretty good. It's just like ropes that are like a bridge. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you yeah. couldn't even okay. really help me there. <laughs> Thanks, Cortland. Nope, yep. It's a bit high, and I don't know why it's there, but it is. Yeah, there's some ropes, and the ball lands on it. Samantha walks over to the ropes and ladders and starts ascending the rungs, slowly. And we see close-ups of her sick-ass maroon Converse high tops. I just want to say, Brandon, the music's still playing at this point. Just gotta put that in that little note. <laughs> yeah. There. It's still playing. Same music. <laughs> It doesn't stop until we transition to the next month. Samantha starts to slowly slip, and in one fell swoop, does this dramatic, ah, as she falls, (laughs) and the screen fades to black. Oh, man. And it's in slow motion, because there's quite a few slow motion moments in this episode. Yeah. And they're all funny. Builds up the drama. (laughs) Or this episode could barely, like, make up one episode's runtime, and they were like, just slow. Just slow everything down. down. Slow it down. Slow it down for the folks at home. (laughs) (laughs) Arl Stein was like, come on, folks. Let's make it slower. (laughs) (laughs) Let's slow it up. When we come back from break, we see Samantha swinging through the gym like fucking Tarzan, with her foot caught in a ring attached to a rope. Yeah. I would hate doing this, like. I feel oh, sympathy yeah. for Samantha. Also, I feel like she's tall enough that her her head would scrape across the bottom like the floor, but it doesn't, which is good. Her pigtails would, definitely, at least. Yeah. Corey springs to action and lays down a mat just in time for Samantha to safely fall the two feet to the ground. He's the real MVP, I will say. Great job. Samantha's disorientated and her vision is blurred, and we see the coach telling her <laughs> in a deep voice... I know you're scared. Just try to breathe. You just have the wind knocked out. Why is this happening? It wasn't that bad. No. Like, her blood probably went to her head for, like, a few seconds because she was swinging for, like, ten seconds. Yeah, and that's that's being generous, Brendan. But then she fell gently to the ground on a mat. So I'm not exactly sure why she's, like, concussed. Yeah. Oh, Maybe the whole episode is just a concussive, like, dream. <gasps> Samantha's dead. That would explain I bet you there's, there's going to be creepypastas about this all over the internet. Samantha was dead the whole time. Shit. That would make this episode better. 
I don't know, man. It's kind of hard to make this episode better. <laughs> <laughs> One of the mean girls on the team loudly tells her friend, For a second there, I thought Bird was really going to fly away. And some other kids laugh. Oh my god. Because her name's Bird, get it? Yes, I do. And birds fly? That's really funny in this What story. if she was a penguin? Hmm? What if she was an ostrich? There. I said it. Yep. Well then, the joke would be on them, wouldn't it? Alright, well, we've got the majority of the characters of this episode now. Okay. Yay. So, let's meet them. Okay. Samantha is played by Melanie Johnson. Melanie has has a few uh, credits. Like, she's she's been in things up to last year, so she's still working. Nice. Uh, she was in an episode of Erie, Indiana, The Other Dimension. Okay. She was in an episode of The Famous J- Jackson. Perfect, your favorite. And she was in an episode of a TV series called Freaky Stories. Oh, that sounds like a horror anthology show if I've ever heard one. It does, and she played the narrator in the segment Monkey's Paw, Cortland. Hmm. Interesting and relevant. Yeah, never heard of it before, but I'd be interested to watch it. The mean girl named Judith is Mm -hmm. played by Susan Cook. Yeah. Now, Susan, unfortunately, has only been in three things, which is a shame because I think she steals this episode. She does, yeah. Later. Not now. Uh, she's good at what she's doing now, but we'll discuss it later. So she was in this episode of Goosebumps. She was in a TV movie called Romantic Undertaking in 96, the same year as this episode. And then in 99, her final performance as Girl in a TV (laughs) movie called Summer's End. Okay. Well, can't win them all. I don't know. Corey, Samantha's friend, is played by Robin Weeks. Cortland, did you recognize? Dude, okay. That kid came on the, the screen and I was like, I know that kid. Like, I know him really well. He must be in, in something that I, I recognize, right? Um, mm-hmm. I ended up thinking for a second he was uh, in Even Stevens. But, okay, I feel really bad now because I, I was like, oh, I definitely know who this kid is. I'm um, looking at his IMDb profile right now. He is definitely not who I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was the the kid in Lizzie McGuire that hung out with uh, Lizzie's brother Matt and was silent the whole time. I could see that, but I was wrong. <laughs> he said it's not this child. <laughs> he is not that kid, but we have seen him before. Yeah. He played Alex in the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, The Tale of the Photo Finish. Yeah, that's where I recognized him. He's a little bit younger in this episode, because that's in season seven. Yeah, that's he's like seven. four years earlier. Man, I really, I truly thought that was the kid from Lizzie McGuire. I thought he was another kid, and he wasn't that kid either. Hmm. So we both were like, he looks so familiar. Okay. I think he did great, though. I like him in this episode. I liked him in Photo Finish, too. So Yeah, and this isn't the last time we'll see him on Goosebumps. Nice. But I'm sure we said that on the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, but Robin was also in an episode of Tales from the Crypt Keeper mm-hmm. and quite a few episodes of The Adventures of Dudley the Dragon, whatever that is. Uh, it's probably some Canadian show, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's Canadian. <laughs> We also have The Coach, played by Catherine Fitch. Yeah. The Coach actually plays a, you know, a decent role in this episode. She's in it a good amount. Yeah. I was, I kind of seen her and I was like, oh, she's probably been in a lot of stuff. And she's been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> so Catherine has an uncredited role in one sketch from The Kids in the Hall. Nice. Okay. Which is pretty cool. She was also in an episode of the famous Jet Jackson. Mm-hmm. She was in the movie Knock Around Guys, which I remember liking. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a Vin Diesel movie. Oh, okay. You want to know what she was in, Brandon? What was she in? She was in something called Butterbox Babies. What the fuck could that be? I have to look I, at it. I, I, I like to. almost don't want to know. The oh name... my god, no, you have to look at it. It's a guy shoveling, like, a box of butter or something. It's based on a true story. I don't know. No way. <laughs> Alright, I'm clicking on this butter box, babies. Oh my god, he's shoveling a box of butter and there's babies. 
What is this? <laughs> the shocking story of the ideal maternity home. No, if there's butter involved, no, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, I'm glad. To so from that. the name, I assumed it would be like some kind of cartoon. Here's what it is, Brandon. Let me just let me just run it by you. It's about a mom who has a baby, but her husband has to work in the butter mines, <laughs> shoveling butter. <laughs> it's a tragic tale. He dies. Okay. Well, that sounds both amazing and horrible. All right. Back to the episode. We awkwardly cut to the school cafeteria, where that same mean girl named Judith whispers more nasty shit about Samantha and laughs. Yeah, something about her like, oh, Bird actually flew today. <laughs> I'm so funny, and I just dragged this joke on for D's. Yeah, every single thing they say is like, Bird, ha <laughs> fly, ha. Huh? There's so much more there, but untapped <laughs> potential is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we see Samantha sitting there with Corey, and Samantha is wearing what looks like seven layers of clothing. And she does, like, every scene where she's not wearing her basketball uniform. She asks Corey if he wants to strangle Judith with her. <laughs> what an invitation. Corey's like, um, that's not such a good idea. Because the basketball team would never win another game. Samantha it. doesn't even argue that. But she just wants to know why Judith picks on her so much when she never did anything to her. Yeah. She starts to say, I wish, but stops to chomp on her sandwich. Wish I saw a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about that. We can't, Brandon. It's already been like okay. 30 minutes. Okay, I know. At the next table over, Judith and her friend repeat the one joke they have about Samantha Bird flying away, and Sam tries to defend herself, but as soon as she opens her mouth, all her half-chewed sandwich just flies out, and everyone laughs at her. How embarrassing. Also, it's all bread. <laughs> yeah. Her bread sandwich. A bread between two slices of bread. Yeah. <laughs> it fumbles out of her mouth. <laughs> it's great. Poor Samantha. Judith's friend says, Nice lip control. What? And Jude's no. herself says that it's so gross. I mean, it kind of was. A little bit. I mean, yeah, it's always gross when uh, food comes out of people's mouth. But I don't think I've ever talked with food in my mouth and had the food, like, fling out of my mouth. So, I mean... Oh, man. You've never, like, had a mouthful of saltine crackers and tried to whistle? Okay. Well, that's, like, specific, Brandon. <laughs> Do it right now. Do you have saltines? No, I don't have saltines. And second of all, just Brandon, get it you just learned to whistle, like, five years ago. And the first thing I did... Because <laughs> I got saltine crackers, and I was like, <laughs> and they went everywhere. Oh my gosh. I'll never see it, unless you record it and send it to me. Samantha runs away, but not before clumsily running into a lunch lady and spilling dishes all over the place. Oh man. I'm so like, this girl is just a disaster, unfortunately. It's okay. It's her one character trait. It's great. <laughs> we cut to later on where Samantha is walking home. There's a tiny child riding a tricycle on the sidewalk, and Sam says hi, but the kid doesn't respond because he's got headphones on, and also probably because he doesn't like her. This kid is, like, four years old, by the way. Yeah. He's just riding the streets of Ottawa by himself. Yeah, why? I don't get it. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Corey's brother, right? That's the only assumption I can make. I don't know. We'll never know. It's incredible. Let's just leave it at that. It's incredible. I don't know what they were thinking, but it works. Samantha walks past the kid, but turns around to look at him again. And then she bumps into a woman walking the other way, spilling the contents of the lady's bag all over, which amount to what looks like a couple of eggs, a chewed <laughs> up corn cob, and some yes. feathers. Yeah, what the fuck is this? I don't know. I <laughs> why? fucking love Why it. is that her belongings? In her, like, black and flowery purse. I don't get it, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah. She's just like, my eggs! <laughs> <laughs> so good. The woman, dressed like a gothic 1920s flapper, apologizes wow. to Samantha for getting walked into, I guess. But then she notices that cheap-looking necklace around Sam's neck. She implies that the necklace is hers... And Samantha takes her at her word and gives it back. 
I just gotta say, Brandon. Yeah. This woman, I fucking love her. I love her so much. She's great. I love her. She's amazing. She is. She just talks so weird. Very I good. love it. I love it. Oh, you sounded a bit like Eartha Kitt there. Who's Eartha Kitt? Oh, good lord. When the woman pops the necklace in her bag, the red gem on the necklace begins to glow. The strange woman, not content with Samantha merely being a necklace delivery person, also asks her for directions to Moss Avenue. Samantha tells the woman that Moss Avenue is all the way across town. The woman's like, damn, how did I get so lost? And to no Mm. one's surprise, Samantha says that it happens to her all the time. Yeah. What a clumsy girl. (laughs) Now this lady wants Samantha to take her across town to Moss Avenue. Mm -mm. Nope. Moral of the story, don't take people to Moss Avenue. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away from Moss Ave. If a stranger asks you to take them all the way across town and you're like a preteen or teenage girl, just don't do it. Yeah, get that three-year-old on the tricycle to take you. (laughs) He was already heading that way anyway, I'm sure. (laughs) Sam wisely declines this, though. But the woman says, Please, I'd be so grateful. If it's not too far out of your way. Even though it's all the way out of her way. It is. And then Samantha unwisely agrees. The lady introduces herself as Clarissa, and they walk to all the way across town together. Yeah. So the scene fades, and we see a stone angel statue standing in front of some kind of temple ruins. In the middle of nowhere, like underneath an overpass. Yeah, this place looks like garbage. (laughs) A very old-fashioned looking sign tells us that this is Moss Avenue. Cortland, we never get any kind of explanation about why Clarissa wants to go here or what this is. Is this entire thing just a setup? Yes, To get at Samantha? It's just a test, I think. To see if she's a good person and deserves wishes? Yes. Yeah, that's what I think. You can cut out whatever you need to cut out there, but I really wanted to know what you thought of that. No, I think it was just a setup for her. Just to make sure she's a goodie. A good good egg, if you will, Brandon. Oh, (gasps) shit. Yeah. Samantha questions if this is really where Clarissa wants to be. Clarissa says it is, so Samantha tries to peace out of there, but Clarissa wants to give her something for being so nice. Samantha tries to decline, but the woman insists, saying she'll give Sam three wishes. Dope. Okay. Classic setup. Samantha's like, oh, wow, cool. Three wishes. Which is exactly what I would do, yes. Right. If anyone tells you that, like, either play along so you don't get murdered, or try to run away so you don't get murdered. Mm -hmm. She's like, anyway, I've gotta go. But Clarissa ain't letting her go without making a wish. She gotta go find Billy. He's fucking roaming the streets. (laughs) So Sam wishes that she was the best player on the basketball team. Yeah. The gem on the necklace glows again, and Clarissa places the necklace back on Sam's neck, telling her that she will be the best player on the team. I'm just gonna hold on, Brandon. I heard that, and I was like, alright, I really, really hope that this woman makes everybody else on the team terrible and she is just like the best because of that you know i was like please please let it be that well my boy arl stein (laughs) delivered we cut to the big basketball game and the obnoxiously loud music which is back and samantha gets into position when from behind her judith clumsily falls into her knocking them both down (laughs) she gets back up and the game starts What follows next is a montage of highlights of Samantha and the gang getting their asses dunked on. Judith keeps falling to the floor, and Samantha is just running around and giving the ball to the other team. At halftime, the coach is like, what the fuck? But the other girls are like practically asleep at this point. I love it. This is such a great sequence. (laughs) The game continues, and they just keep sucking a whole lot until the game is almost over. And Samantha gets the ball. She tries to shoot into the wrong basket before the coach tells her to run the other way. When she gets to the other side, she takes a shot and misses it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great part. (laughs) But 
But she does manage to grab her own rebound and tries again. And this time, it goes in. But, like, just barely. The buzzer goes off, and it's back to the locker rooms. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) My favorite part in that whole sequence is there's this part where one of the girls just completely gives up and just flops to the ground and sits crisscross applesauce. (laughs) Yeah. They're all it was a really great now. sequence. I loved it. It was exactly what I wanted, and I just ate it up, and it was amazing. To be honest, I could watch just, like, a whole TV series where it's nothing but people making wishes and then the wishes getting twisted mm-hmm. in ironic ways. Like, that setup is just always appealing to me. It's so funny. Yeah. I love it. Samantha is toweling off after the game when out pops Clarissa cheering wildly. There's this really weird sound effects when she comes too. It's like almost a crackle of lightning. Yeah, there's a lot of weird sound effects with Clarissa in general. Like when she moves, when she moves her hands, when she appears or disappears from a scene, there's always odd sound effects. I love it. And the show is like flaps around like a bird. It's kind of like she just fluttered in like she is a bird, which kind of explains why she's holding on the eggs and all the feathers and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a lot of bird imagery and <gasps> her dialogue. Last name is bird holy shit oh <laughs> oh my god Arl Stein fucking weaving shit in left and right this yeah this episode's all about birds wow blew my mind for a second there sorry guys <laughs> hey there everybody Cortland here your good buddy, and your wish-granting weirdo. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to it all, we are so thankful for you spending some time with us. Looking for more laughs? Become a patron for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash privateisland and get instant access to a bunch of bonus content like early release episodes, bonus episodes, t-shirts, stickers, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, and Sarah, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Preston, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, and Shelly, the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy, and the Diamond Zebo, Michael. Thank you for your support, everyone. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Give us a follow on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We've got a ton of content for every single episode we cover, including GIFs, memes, and videos. Join us every Wednesday night on Instagram as we watch full-length episodes of the show live. Are You Afraid of the Dark turned 30 this year, and they have a massive Facebook group that's closing in on 15,000 members. They'll be doing a giant giveaway very soon, so join in and be a part of the fun conversations today. Are you looking for a new podcasting app? Give Newsly a try. Not only can you get all of your favorite podcasts all in one place, but it can also straight up read you news articles in a very natural sounding voice. You can choose to listen to news articles about everything that you're interested in, like maybe updates on your favorite horror anthology shows. Newsly is available for both iOS and Android, and you can download it for free from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. Use the promo code HORROR for one month of Newsly Premium. That's H-0-R-R-0-R. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. I think his season two artwork looks fantastic. I hope you enjoy as well. This week, I'd like to play the promo for an all-new movie review podcast, Concession Corner, with hosts Matt and his wife Tara. my excellent friends. Quarantine has been difficult for most of us. Movie theaters closed, restaurants were restricted, and shopping was tedious. Watching movies became a reprieve. I'm Matt. And I'm Tara. Join us as we explore the expansive world of film, from grisly horror to cliche action and everything in between. Concession Corner is a movie and cinema-based podcast where, as a married couple, we view movies together and share our thoughts on it afterwards. I'll uncover fan theories and rumors which often accompany many films across any genre. Listen to us on the go, in the office, or just relaxing in bed. You can find Concession Corner on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be posting new episodes bi-weekly with upcoming movies at the end of each episode. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it.
Thanks again for listening in. We are so excited to continue our way through season two and beyond. Talk to you next week, you guys. Bye. Samantha sees Clarissa and looks excited for like half a millisecond. And then she says, It was you, wasn't it? Oh, you made us lose the game. Clarissa says, "Uh, uh, Uh-uh-uh. It was your wish. I just carried it out. Samantha complains that she just wanted to be the best. And she was because everyone else was terrible. Clarissa snaps at her, saying, Magic isn't an exact science, you know. And she tells Samantha, That's why next time, you have to be very careful what you wish for. Yeah, and it was at this point that... Yeah, (laughs) right. It was at this point, though, Brandon, I was kind of like, is Clarissa mean? Because she has, like, a little bit of a mean streak towards Samantha throughout the episode. Cortland, I was wondering that all episode. Yeah, it's kind of... It's kind of mysterious in that way. Like, I don't know if she's trying to be good or if she's just trying to fuck up everything. I, I don't know. Yeah, every scene, I was wondering, because... She never is outwardly aggressive and mean, but you're always wondering if she's just pretending to want to make things better or if she really actually does and just sucks at magic. Right. I mean, come on. Samantha escorted her all the way to Moss Avenue. (laughs) Like, seriously. She wouldn't have been at those ruins if it wasn't for Samantha. Yeah. Clarissa is ready for wish number two, but Samantha is not in the mood now. Sam walks away. And the camera closes in on Clarissa, looking, I don't know, slightly menacing maybe? Later on, Sam is walking through the halls with Corey, telling him about the weird necklace and the weird woman. From behind her, Judith and her posse push their way past and complain loudly that Samantha lost them the game. Mm, They make some more bird puns and Sam loses it, telling them to leave her alone and wishing everyone would just... Uh, buzz off suddenly with a pop everyone but samantha disappears from the hallways they did such a good job with this because Corey is right in the scene with her yeah and he just pops away and it looks really good i mean like there's yeah, nothing to it because he literally just disappears but you can't tell like it was a cut or anything it's just it's really good really good job fantastic so everybody's gone and school books and backpacks litter the ground everywhere There's a loud buzzing sound, and we see that the hallway is now filled with a swarm of flies. Yeah. This part kind of looks like shit a bit. Oh, oh yeah. The the Cory popping out from existence looked good, but the flies, when when they're not close-ups... Yeah. The close-ups where they're actual flies look aces, because they're flies. Yeah. But, uh... While they're buzzing around and stuff, though, it's just like black dots around the screen and it looks like shit yeah samantha looks down at the necklace with a really funny look on her face that says she knows she's fucked up and we cut to a commercial when we come back samantha runs to find someone anyone but it's just flies all the way down yeah she avoids stepping on a few flies dumb enough to just be chilling on the ground and when she reaches the door to outside, a really fake-looking CG swarm of flies moves past her. Oh my god, like a bubonic plague of flies <laughs> just flies past her, and it looks like garbage, and I love it. Yeah, it does, but that's okay. The streets outside are filled with empty cars, and there's not a person in sight. Sam runs up to a car in slow motion, and is horrified to see <laughs> flies on the steering wheel. There's a few more clips of Samantha searching for people and finding only flies, including in a school bus where like 300 flies come out. I love it. I love it. Yes. They just keep coming out. That's way more flies than there were people. So some of those are probably (laughs) real flies. (laughs) She calls out to the sky. I didn't mean it, Clarissa. Not everyone. She runs home and calls out for mom and dad, who are chilling on the coffee table as flies, of course. Then we see Clarissa snatch up one of the flies and hold it tightly between her fingers. Samantha runs up and says, Don't! That's my mom or dad! I love that part, yeah. You know it's mom. (laughs) Clarissa pretends to be shocked and says, My goodness, sorry, and lets it buzz off. Samantha says, Look what you've done! And Clarissa goes, 
Here we go. I knew you'd be unhappy with the wish. This bullshit again. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, fuck, what did I do now? <laughs> you try to help people. Just ungrateful. Sam says she only wanted to murder Judith, and Clarissa explains it all, saying, yeah, but remember what you said? I followed your instructions as best I could, but I'm not a mind reader. She could have just wished for Clarissa to be a mind reader, though. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, then she'd have to be so grateful that she'd give her three more wishes. Oh. Ching. Mm -hmm. Samantha asks what good a wish is if they always fuck everything up. Good point. Clarissa snaps back defensively that they don't always fuck everything up. Anyway, there's one wish left, and she warns Samantha to be careful with it. Yes, be careful what you wish for, Samantha. Again. <laughs> Constantly. Sam starts to say, I wish, but Clarissa <laughs> interrupts her, telling her to take her time with this one. We see day turn to night, and Sam gets up from the floor that she was meditating on or whatever, and wakes up Clarissa, who is snoring while sleeping, standing up with her eyes open. Yeah, because Samantha just spent the last three hours trying to figure out the wish. Yeah, and when you hear the wish, you're going to be like, it took that long. She sees Samantha and twitches her fingers in anticipation for the wish. Samantha begins her wish, saying, I wish everything to go back to normal, the way it was before the flies. Except, okay. I want Judith to be my friend. Oh, <laughs> why though? That took hours, Cortland. People know flies, Judith my friend. Yeah, so everybody oh still God. sucks at basketball though, right? <laughs> But hold on, the wish continues. Oh. Clarissa starts to go, all right, but Sam interrupts her. She doesn't just want Judith to be her friend. She wants Judith to think she's the greatest. Ooh, okay, all right. <sighs> I had a feeling where I knew this was going to go, but I'm so delighted with where it went. <laughs> yeah. This is when I knew, like, this was the episode that just keeps giving, right? So funny. It's so good. Yeah. While she was getting ready to make this wish, I looked at the time remaining. Yeah. And I expected it to be, like, one minute, one and a half minutes left. Right. I was going to be like, oh, this is going to be kind of one of those bad endings, right? Yeah. But nah, but... we just, we get, like, seven more minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, like, a huge chunk of this episode left. Clarissa paces a bit. Twitches her fingers again while those weird sound effects play and says, I understand. Yeah, then she's she thinking about how to fuck it up. <laughs> she should have took three hours to think of a good way to fuck it up. Yeah, she just sits down and meditates in her room like Samantha did. <laughs> With her eyes open, sleeping. As soon as Clarissa is gone, Samantha's mom comes to the door and asks what's the hubba. Sam asks oh, where dad is and mom says... He's just in the living room. <laughs> you never see the dad in this episode, Cortland. No, he you don't. He is spoken of, but he is not he, in it. He's in fly form, presumably. <laughs> yeah. They could not afford the budget for an actor to play the dad, but they could afford another fly. I don't know how high flies can fly, but what about those kids and stuff that are like flying in the sky right now? Do oh they my just God. drop and plummet to the that ground? That is what I thought of immediately. <laughs> Like, all those flies, you know, maybe being on the side of a building or somewhere high up. Like, a couple uh, of kids are stuck in flypaper. <laughs> imagine the swarm of flies as close together as they are flying, and then all of a sudden, they're just people. <laughs> How many once. of them are, like, inside an other animals that have gotten lucky? <laughs> it's a nightmare to think about. Like, one of the kids just, like, fucking explodes out of a seagull. <laughs> Like, even just imagine one of those flies, like, sitting on a steering wheel, and all of a sudden, pop, it's a person. Oh, right? He smashed through the fucking windshield. Yeah. She didn't... Oh, my God, I love it. I wonder how many people she just killed. <laughs> Millions. Suddenly, the phone rings. Mom answers it and says it's someone by the name of Judith. Samantha goes to the phone excitedly. Some beautiful sounding harp music transitions us to the next day. 
where Samantha arrives at the locker room to see that Judith has decorated her cubby with streamers and ribbons and a sign oh. that says, Sam, world's greatest my. basketball player. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. I love it because her hair is in the same pigtail. She's got the same little clip yes. in her hair. It's so good. She's in overalls just like Samantha. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that trope where, like, someone is obsessed with someone and they, like, dress and look exactly like them. It's, it's creepy, so but it's also funny. I don't think it's ever happened in real life before, but I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> the coach comes in and says, come on, ladies, let's go. We've got a lot of work to do. She sees the two girls not in uniform yet and says, Sam? Judith? What are you waiting for? Hustle up now. <laughs> And Cortland, you have to listen to that part again because the delivery from the coach is so weird. And I hope you just put the clip in here because oh, I will. I didn't do it justice. <laughs> I don't know why she says the lines the way she does, but I love it's it. Right? No wonder she's been in so many roles. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. Judith gives Sam a clean uniform and fawns over her some more. Oh, I love it. Judith's mean girlfriend from before sneaks back into the locker room and she asks what the hell is going on with Judith's hair. Right. Good question. Judith says, it looks just like Sam's. And the mean girl knocks on Judith's head saying, is anybody there? Then we just cut to the basketball court and that damn music is back. Oh on. man, third time. It just won't stop. Judith asks Samantha for help with her shooting, saying that Sam is a natural. That's the second time she's been called a natural. Samantha goes to show her how it's done with a granny-style shot between the legs, but Dude, misses the basket. That's how I shoot my baskets! <laughs> I think there's been studies done that that's statistically the best way to make a basket. When I was a kid, I did like 11 shots in a row, granny-style, and I was so proud of myself. Just gonna say. Do what works, yo. Judith tells Samantha tough break, but practices her own granny-style shot. Then we cut to lunch, where Judith wants to know what Sam is going to eat, because she wants to get the same thing. Yeah, because Samantha has such great taste. I love it. I love it. This is... <laughs> it just keeps going. It's amazing. This is peak Judith. <laughs> She's amazing in all of these scenes. She's so good. She went there, and it happened, and it was great. Then at the lunch table, Judith is talking about weekend shopping plans because she wants to know where Samantha gets the shoes because she loves the color. Corey is at the table too, and he sarcastically says, yeah, basic black. So good. Corey asks to talk to Samantha, alone. Judith takes the hint, surprisingly, and gets up, but asks if they can study together later. Samantha says she'll be too busy, and Judith walks away. Crushed. Yeah. With Judith gone, Corey asks what's going on. Sam starts to say, It's my... But corrects herself to saying, It must have been something I said. But Corey questions to Sam that if Judith is her friend now, why isn't she more happy? Which is, like, deep. Good question. Sam just kind of nods, and then we move on to the next scene. There's a lot of weird scene transitions. A bit, yes. I'm, I'm down just, with them, though. It kind of just moves on. Like, nothing's ever resolved in a scene. Things happen, and then we move on. That's okay. I think it works in this episode. That's usually something I would complain about, but I don't know. I feel like a whole different person or something. It's, 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 it's weird. <laughs> Someone made a wish. Was like, I wish <gasps> Cortland would not care. But see, transitions. <laughs> <laughs> Clarissa was all like, eh, alright, whatever. Waste of a wish, but sure. <laughs> No, it's perfect. Later at home, some fairy tale music is playing while Samantha mm. checks her answering machine messages. Yeah. It's Judith, of course, and the music gets darker and darker as we see Samantha repeatedly checking the messages only to hear Judith every time. Is this the same day? It is, right? Because she's in the same clothes. Yes. Okay, so Judith ran home and just started messaging Samantha just over and over and over and over again. Love it. Yes. Fucking love it. Calling and calling and calling. The phone keeps ringing, but Samantha is too scared to pick it up. <laughs> I love it. Later, at bedtime, Samantha happily climbs into bed, into the one place Judith can't get her. Yeah. Or, so she thinks. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. 
Oh, because this is the as pinnacle she closes of her eyes, a hand covers her <laughs> mouth to stifle her screams. <laughs> oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> it's just me. It's Judith. Judith it's just says. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh my lord! So good. Oh my god! <laughs> it's. It's so creepy. <laughs> she tells her that she just snuck in and hid in her closet. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Sam asks what the fuck she's doing there. And Judith says, you told me we could study later. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is like, are you nuts? By now, Mom has heard all the voices and asks if anything is up. Sam says, no, it's nothing, and wishes her mom a good night. With the coast clear, Judith says she loves Sam's room and that her sheets are so cool. I love it. She starts taking her hair out of the braids now, too, to match Samantha's. Yep. (laughs) fantastic. Samantha cuts her off, saying, shut up. We have to be completely quiet until I can figure out a way to get you out of here. (laughs) She's like, I think you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But then that's the end of that whole situation, and we never get to figure out how she got her out of there, because now we'll just skip forward to the next morning, and Samantha is leaving for school. Judith is out front, of course, and hopes that they can walk to school together. Samantha yells, no, and runs away. Samantha keeps running until she hides in front of a tree. Yeah. Yeah, in front of it, from the direction that she came from. But it works. (laughs) For a moment. (laughs) Because... Because Judith pops out from the <laughs> other side of the tree, saying, shortcut. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. It's so funny. So she <sighs> somehow got ahead of Samantha yeah. and ran back to scare her. Or it's so funny. With her. She's just love like, her. shortcut. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Samantha yells at Judith to stop bothering her and runs away again. We hear a crow cawing, and when Samantha turns around, Clarissa is there, and they both fall over. Clarissa immediately apologizes for the whole situation, and tells Samantha she doesn't want her to be unhappy. She just wanted to repay the kindness Sam offered her. But Sam tells Clarissa she wishes she never met her. Clarissa wants to make things right here, so she offers to cancel the last wish and give Samantha another chance. Samantha says, It is my desire, and gives Judith some side-eye. Clarissa jiggles her fingers again, and Samantha begins, Here's my wish. I wish I never met you. Oh. Oh. Clarissa looks like she's been stabbed in the back, Yeah. and she asks if that's what Sam really wants. Sam says, No, here's my full wish, and she brushes Judith off her shoulder. <laughs> Oh my god, that breaks great too! I love it! It is. I love that part because she brushes Judith away and Judith's like, isn't she the greatest? <laughs> I love it so much. Oh my god, it's... It's so funny. It's so amazing. So Sam says her wish. She says, I wish I never met you. I wish you met Judith instead. Ooh. I was very, very concerned that this would turn into a bad ending for Samantha. Cause I was like, she's been through so much. Like I really want her to have a good ending. Cause she's a great character. Yeah. She's all right. I was so, she's I was, bad. I was genuinely concerned that something bad was going to happen to Samantha because of this. Um, I don't know what Samantha thought was going to happen or wanted to happen. She could have just said, I wish I never met you and made literally anything else happen. Like why is she giving her bully magical yeah. wishes? I mean, she just, like, really wants to be friends with Judith for some reason, even though Judith is the worst to her. I just just don't get it. But that's fine. She could have just been like, and Judith is my friend, but not totally insane. Yeah. But whatever. The gem glows red, and Clarissa walks away, beckoning Judith to follow her. Mm -hmm. Clarissa puts the necklace around Judith's neck, and Sam calls out, So, do you know what you're going to wish for? Judith takes a glance at Sam with a familiar look of disgust. She says, What are you doing here, bird? 
Lose your compass in migration. Boo. Samantha says, she's back and better than ever. <laughs> she's not. She was the best when she was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she absolutely was. Being insane. She was the it. best anyone's ever been. In fact, Cortland, I find it, it's, it's going to be very hard to beat uh, yeah, Stalker right. Judith in the best side character category. She did a fantastic job finale. with the role. Yeah, you're right. Judith walks back over to Clarissa and begins her first wish, saying, I wish that wherever I was, people would gather around and admire me. I'm going to say, Brandon, I was really worried that she would tell Clarissa to make Samantha a bird and fly away. That's what I thought was going to happen. Okay, Cortland, here's where we have to discuss the differences between the episode and the book. Oh, okay. Because in the book, literally exactly what you just said is what happens. Oh, really? Okay, yes. I'm glad they changed it because that's some bullshit. <laughs> she turns into a bird and flies away. <laughs> that's bullshit. Um, yeah, it's good. Well... I mean, I'm spoiling like 10 seconds into the future. It's good that this mean character's vanity is like her downfall. Yeah. Um, but in the book of Goosebumps, I feel like it's kind of painted as almost a good thing that she's turned into a bird. Like that's what she's always wanted. Oh, okay. So it's not quite the darkest of endings, but it's still like she's a bird. <laughs> Yeah, that is fucking bullshit. I'm really glad they changed it. Yeah, this is a better ending. So, Clarissa looks at Judith intensely and gives Samantha a little look as well. And then... Yeah, she uh, Clarissa like winks at Samantha like, I got this. A couple of old people are pointing to something off camera and remarking how beautiful it is. Samantha smiles as she walks forward to see... Judith turned into a hideous-looking statue... Which yeah. everybody is admiring. It's such a bad statue. It's like green screened on. It looks so it bad. It looks very shit. It's just the actress who plays Judith, but with like a stone filter over her. Yeah. Oof. A crow lands on the statue's head, and then that's the end. Wow. What a really Whew. great episode. Really good. What an emotional roller coaster. I'm. I gotta say though, like again, I'm really glad they changed the ending for the TV show because that would have been a bit traumatizing for kids. I think. I don't know. Are you afraid the dark had some pretty dark endings? But even so, like, I would be. I would be so pissed if that's how this this episode ended. Yeah, and I would be even more like, why the fuck did you give her the wishes, you dumbass? Yeah. But this time she used the wishes to doom herself. Yeah. So now. So she's, that's better. She's dead. She's dead. Um, oh, Jude. Yeah, she's dead. Samantha. Smiles and walks away. <laughs> so, yeah, she killed that girl. But what is the situation with Judith and, like, what's the situation with her parents? Mm. Are her parents, like, our daughter's dead or missing and now there's the statue of her? Or, in their minds, has that statue always existed and it's just of some girl they've never met? Or what? What is the situation here? Because I th I reality later, has changed. Right, right. right but right. to what? I'm going to assume that they just don't have a daughter anymore, and that statue is just uh, it's just there for some reason. Just of know. some girl, and no one knows who's it is, who it is, but they all admire it? Yep, because it's so okay. beautiful. It's just a really pretty statue of a some... 90s looking girl. Yeah. <laughs> Smiling. Samantha has to live with the knowledge that she essentially killed somebody. And she don't care one bit. No. I feel like Clarissa can kind of change that wish later, though, right? Because it seems like Clarissa really wanted to help out Samantha. I wouldn't be surprised if they meet again. You know, they can make another wish. And... Yeah. Clarissa is not chaotic evil. She's chaotic neutral? Yeah, chaotic neutral, for sure. So, that's a great episode. Loved it. Yeah. I did. Um... I don't think we went over who Clarissa is, though, did we? We didn't. So, Clarissa is played by Ellen Ray Hennessy. Yeah, I feel like she, you know, without going into her IMDb profile before, I feel like she is a really great, like, voice actress for cartoons and stuff. She's got a really great voice. 
Well, she's got a million credits, and <laughs> many, many of them are voice acting credits. Yeah, she's got a voice. She's got Care Bears, Garbage Pail Kids, Elf, the cartoon, I guess. Yeah. Babar, Perfect. Monster Force, Franklin. You're, you're talking about these shows like everybody knows what you're talking about. People don't know Franklin? The hell happened? No, I mean the other ones. But I thought maybe she was the girl from. <gasps> oh, oh God. Uh, um, let me talk. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I thought maybe she was the girl from Space Cases that played like Thelma, but I, she's not. Okay. Um, I saw that she was in two episodes of Braceface as oh, Susan Clark. Get out of here. That's not. That's not gasp worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was genuinely <laughs> taken aback. It's okay. He was also, or she was also in Harry and his bucket full of dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a favorite around here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's been in a lot of things. Her yeah. voice is very good. She's pretty great. I love her in general. Like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anything else she's been in, but I don't care. I love her. Okay, Cortland. Yeah. What? Do you think is the moral of the story? I mean, I feel like it's it's more I think obvious. It's in the here. title, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's more obvious here than perhaps some of the other Goosebumps episodes. I, I mean, the moral of the story is be careful what you wish for. Oh, spelled out right okay. in front of you. That's yeah. that's a good one. The real moral is though, if you have a four year old, give him a tricycle, give him some headphones, he'll be fine. Let him roam the streets. <laughs> no big deal. God, the headphones make it worse. I think it makes it funnier. He's got, like, no situational awareness. I know, it's really ridiculous. Um, stay away from birds, just in general. Mm. Yep. Keep corn in your purse, just in case. (laughs) That's about all I got, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like this one is ripe for renaming. What is a better name than be careful what you wish for? Buzz off. Oh my god, so good. Yeah. Buzz off, um fly away bird. That could be a... um I was something a teenage about stalker. Judith because Judith yeah, is the Judith star of the, the star. Song. I don't know, I can't think Brandon. <laughs> no. Be careful what you wish for. It's a good one. It's pretty good. No, yeah, <laughs> it pretty much encompasses the entire story. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Cortland. Yeah. Are you excited to find out what we're going to watch next? I am. I'm worried it's going to be a two-parter, but that's okay. Let's find out. Next, we have Attack of the Mutant. Let's look up that cover. Okay. All right. It's a, it's a classic one, in my eyes, at least. Ooh. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about this uh, this book or this episode. Um, it's a really cool cover, though. It's it's um, It's got this almost Batman-looking guy... Like, dashing away from, like, an evil pink castle. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's really cool looking, though. Like, I love the more realistic looking ones. This one is definitely one of those. The guy's got, like, a cape on. He's he's super buff. Damn, he's buff. Uh, That castle, though, I don't know what the fuck that is. It's, It's just this pink, like, I don't know almost phallic looking castle in the background. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bit. Oh. Yeah. The tagline, though, he's no superhero. He's a supervillain. Well, spoilers, first of all. (laughs) Also, that's not a play on words or anything. That's just like. That's just kind of giving you some expectations for (laughs) the read. Uh... Yeah. (laughs) It's called Attack of the Mutant. Like, of course he's not a hero. Well, he doesn't look like a mutant. No, he looks exactly like Batman, which is what always attracted me to this cover and this book. I was like, oh, that's the Batman one. That's what they're trying to get you in for, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to get the kids to read it. They see this at the Scholastic Book Fair. They see, oh, he looks like Batman. I'm going to read this one. He must be some kind of superhero. Oh, no, wait. According to the cover. <laughs> He's some sort of that's super not true. Batman. Yeah. Wow. They did everything. They got that intrigue in there perfectly. I'm intrigued. Uh, I don't know what this could possibly be about other than, like, maybe a kid wishes that his favorite comic book somebody or another comes into real life and then he's a supervillain. 
Yeah, this is a comic book one, Cortland. I'm down for this, that. This is our ghastly grinner. Oh, shit. Um, okay. All right. Um, here's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm going to give you my actual guess here. I think the kid has this comic book. It's, you know, the mutant. And in the comic book, like, he's a superhero. He puts it in a microwave. And mm-hmm. then out pops the mutant. And he's like, hey, what am I doing in the real world? And the kid's like, oh, you, I'm your biggest fan. Like, you're awesome. And then he decides that being a hero is dumb. And being a villain would be all that in a bag of chips. Well, shit. You nailed it. We don't even need to talk about it anymore. All right. We can skip this one. All right, we'll skip both parts. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna talk about this one, Cortland. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I've seen um a li- like I haven't seen the episode at all. I've seen like the that people do talk about this one kind of regularly. So, I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's it's like a novelty episode. Mm, I like the novelty episodes. I'm good with that. All right. Well, that's next week. Hold on, Brandon. Is this a two parter? I think it is. Fuck. All right. Okay. All right. I've been up all night. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I only got about five hours of sleep last night, so. Oh, God. That That is not nearly enough. You need another five hours. Dude, minimum, yes. All right. Let's go to sleep. That's it for us this week. We'll return next week for Attack of the Mutant. All right. See you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nice lip control.